Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 96 of Go Tell to the Wall Podcast. I'm, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got an awesome show for you tonight. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I usually have more clever things to say. I'm a little tired. Part of it is the, the beer that I'm enjoying this week, which we'll get into in a few minutes. So let's just get right into things. Kick things off with our social plugs. That's right. You can follow us during episodes, after episodes, before episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be on Twitter. Head on over to Twitter and follow our official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. Just follow both of them. You know you're following everyone on there. Anyway, you're following the Orange Menace. You're probably following some Kardashians and other things. Just follow our podcast and follow mine as well. It's going to keep you up to date on many, many, many things. Additionally, you can find us on Facebook. We are currently live on Facebook right now. We've got the live feed going. Uh, Head on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. You're going to find our page there. Make sure you like it. Come back often. Check back often. Turn on those notifications, whatever the heck they do on Facebook. And that way you're going to be up to date on everything. And like I always say, we've got people keeping me in line on the Facebook. There's not a lot of people, not a lot of admins on the Twitter and, and, and all that good stuff. So Facebook is, is probably the safer place to be because uh, that's where we do actually have our producers on there keeping things in line. Uh, but nonetheless, follow us on both of those. We are on YouTube, of course. Head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, subscribe to our channel. You're going to find all the live feeds. If you're not a Facebook person, uh, you don't like getting on Facebook, you can find our all of the live feeds for all of our episodes right there. I shouldn't say all of them. We started doing live feeds at episode 20. So really, 20 through all the most current episodes are going to be up there. They get uploaded a day or two after the actual podcast airs and all that good stuff. So make sure you're heading over there. In addition to those things, you're going to find our beer reviews, uh, clips from our shows, uh, as well as many of other, our other segments that get thrown up there. Uh, we have a whole parenting playlist specifically uh, that you should be checking out in addition to the beer reviews and all the other show clips and that good stuff. So again, head on over to YouTube. Just search Go Tell to the Wall. Subscribe to our page. Like the videos. Share the videos. Do all of the things. That's right. Uh, and of course, most importantly, all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com is our official website. That's my official website. Uh, you're going to find things on there you're not going to find anywhere else, including blog posts, photos that don't get posted anywhere else. Uh, and most importantly, you're going to find links to all of those things I just mentioned. So if you don't remember the other ways you can follow us, just remember SeanO'RourkeLive.com because there's little links you can just click. It's got a little picture, and you're like, oh, that's the little... Twitter bird and you can click on it and that's going to take you straight to our Twitter accounts as well as our YouTube, Facebook and all that good stuff. So make sure you bookmark that check back often. There's exclusive stuff on there you're not going to find anywhere else. Uh, you will also find a link to our Patreon page on SeanOrourkeLive.com. Please, please, please help us out financially if you have the means and you want to do so. Uh, it helps to keep everything running smoothly here in the studio. It helps to keep us in, in all of the... <laughs> 
<laughs> we can't even get it out. All of the latest equipment. No, it just helps to keep the studio running. Uh, it helps to keep Go Tell to the Wall going. Uh, so please, 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 if you see fit to do so, do that on Patreon. You're going to find that link right there on SeanOroarkLive.com. Uh, we're going to get into more of this later in the show during our usual normal segment. Uh, but I want to point out at the top of the show, that May is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, I, 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 it's funny. I don't. I wouldn't say I screwed up, but I forgot to mention that last week with last week's episode 95 being the first episode of May. Uh, so we are going to talk a little bit about that Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, as you know, we always talk about mental illness, mental health. Not always, but we talk about it quite a bit on the show, uh, just because that's something that is near and dear to me personally, and near and dear to many of our listeners as well as people that actually put in work on this podcast. So we're going to be talking about that today in our usual mental health segment, but we're also going to be focusing a little bit on that because it is the month of May uh, over the next few episodes. So look forward to that. Uh, all right. And beer this week, most importantly, I, I guess you could say, beer this week is a tasty, tasty little brew from Modern Times Brewing. Modern Times Brewing. This is a San Diego brewery. Uh, I believe they also have a brewery in Portland. That's right, Portland. They started in San Diego. They've also got a brewery in Portland, so if you're in Portland, you can check them out there. Uh, and if you're in the Los Angeles area, I believe they have a tasting room right in downtown Los Angeles. So check out Modern Times. And this one specifically is the Booming Rollers, and it's an IPA. It's actually made with Citra Hops. I don't like to get that geeky about beer, but they put it right on the front of the can, and Citra is is one of those kind of citrusy hops that you find in a lot, a lot of IPAs. And In fact, I know Stone is another brewery, uh, craft brewer, that does use quite a few of the Citra hops. It's sitting at, I believe it was 6.5, 6.8% by volume. It's pretty typical for an IPA, especially a craft brewed IPA. Check out Modern Times. I am a big Big fan of Modern Times. I, I, I haven't had a beer from them that I just really didn't like. And they have beer for everyone. This is obviously an IPA. Uh, they have some tasty coffee stouts. They've got some tasty saisons. Uh, so check those out. Just check out Modern Times if you're a beer drinker at all. Like I said, even if you're not an IPA drinker, which is what we have, we do tend to have a lot of IPAs and pale ales on the show because that's what I enjoy. Uh, but they've got all kinds of good stuff. I Their, their coffee stout is one of the best ones you're going to find, and it is a fantastic fantastic breakfast beer so check out modern times brewing uh, out of san diego and i'm going to continue enjoying my booming rollers here uh throughout the entirety of episode 96 you know what else i like about modern times is i love the 16 ounce cans this can always be a problem uh as far as drinking too much but i enjoy the 16 ounce cans they just feel nicer in your hand uh, and, it, and it's a true pint can instead of like the 12-ounce stuff. There's nothing wrong with 12-ounce cans, but it's a true pint can. And I'm also noticing on the side of this beer that it's it's vegan for all the vegans out there. But I believe a lot of beers are vegan. I, I, can't, I don't know what kind of non-vegan things are going into beers. And if you have a beer that's not really vegan, you might want to question why it's not vegan. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Let's get into some social trends here now that we've got all the housekeeping out of the way. Social trends. One of the hashtags going around right now, and I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of this, and you should be aware of this. You should be aware of this story, whether even if you're a supporter and you're somehow still listening to this show, uh, and that hashtag would be Billion Dollar Loser. Hashtag Billion Dollar Loser. Uh, and this is essentially more lies from the Orange Menace. 
somebody finally got a hold of some of his tax returns, found out that this dumbass, like, it's amazing to me, uh, lost a billion dollars. Like, lost more money than anybody over a 10-year period. Anybody else in this country. Uh, and I will share this one with you because somebody, uh, Craig, oh, I cannot pronounce that last name. Oh, it's Eastern European, too. My grandmother's, like, turning over in her grave. Uh, and Craig said, and, and this was a conversation, why are you voting for Trump? He's a great businessman, but his tax returns show and be a fraud. I don't care about his tax returns. Why? It's none of my business. It's just astounding. And you know this is coming from Orange Menace supporters, like, right now. There's probably an Orange Menace supporter saying something like this right now. I don't care about his tax returns, but his ta that's, what, do you, what do you mean? A good businessman doesn't lose that much money. It just doesn't happen. You don't call them a good businessman at that point. You call them bankrupt. You guys ever play Monopoly? It's like the Monopoly dude on where you see the pictures on the chance cards or whichever on the community chest, and he's like holding out his pockets. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that 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 dude's not rich. He's not successful, you know. And and you know, I I never put all of the onus on money. I I don't. But when you're somebody like the Orange Menace who does, and then it comes out that you don't actually make money, you lose money, yeah, you, you don't have a leg to stand on. You don't have a leg to stand on. But, of course, we still have plenty of, of, of idiots. I'm, I'm just going to call them idiots around this country that still support him. Still support him. The good thing is most of them don't listen to this podcast. We, we get them every once in a while, and then they send me some hate mail, and then they go away because uh, they realize this podcast just isn't for them. <laughs> it's not. Although they probably could use a lot of the common sense that we put out on a weekly basis. So check that one out if you want to if you want to laugh a little bit. Hashtag billion dollar loser. All right, moving on to the more fun ones. I know that one's funny, but it's just not fun because it's like, well, this is real life. <laughs> this is real life, guys. Yeah, no, terrible. Uh, all right, next hashtag I was looking at this week. I thoroughly enjoyed, and I was I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was having too much fun with this hashtag uh, over the past couple days, and that's hashtag 90s Twitter. That's right, 90s, like the 1990s, hashtag 90s Twitter. Uh, people are sharing just really awesome stuff, and this would basically be if, imagine if Twitter was around in the 90s. God, thank God Twitter wasn't around in the 90s. I would have I would have been in trouble on like a daily basis pretty much if Twitter was around in the 90s. I'm just, I'm certain of that. Uh, just thank God we didn't have smartphones or any of those type of things in the 90s because I would have been, uh, been in some trouble. I didn't need social platforms as a, as a teenager in the 90s. I just didn't. I didn't. Uh, but check this one out. I'm going to share one. Uh, where's the one I found? Uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. Uh, and this one actually came from Tired Dad of Two, at Tired Dad of Two. Uh, Will there ever be a better online search engine than Ask Jeeves? My magic eight ball sources say no. Uh, and, of course, for some reason, this guy had to put what Twitter would have looked like in the 90s. Hashtag 90s Twitter. You just need the hashtag at that point, dude. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll forgive you here. The only thing I will say about this one, this one it made me laugh because I was like, I remember Ask Jeeves. Uh, Magic 8-Ball was more 80s. <laughs> that was definitely more of an 80s thing, the Magic 8-Ball. I remember those uh, when, I was, when I was young in the 80s, and that was like the hottest thing to have was a Magic 8-Ball. Uh, there, there was no bedroom of any uh, adolescent in the 80s that didn't have two things. I mean, they had lots of other things, but all of them had two specific things. One of them was a Magic 8-Ball, and the other one was a Rubik's Cube. I had quite a few Rubik's Cubes myself. Never solved one. Never. Never. And I'm okay with that. I'm secure with never having solved a Rubik's Cube, and I probably never will. I definitely tried pulling stickers at one time back in the 80s, maybe early 90s, and realized that that was just ridiculous after I got the first one off and said, I'm done with this. I'm not going to pull the stickers off the Rubik's Cube. 
Wow, talk about tangented from hashtag 90s Twitter. But have fun with that one. Check that one out because there's some good ones out there. Uh, and in the same vein, respect, I guess you could say, uh, is another hashtag that's flying around right now. Hashtag before we had cell phones. Hashtag before we had cell phones. And, of course, a lot of people are sharing the yellow pages. And, in fact, Buzz Aldrin got into this. I don't know how I feel about Buzz Aldrin running around Twitter like crazy. It's like, just go go relax, dude. I mean, do your thing. Do whatever you want. But go, go, just, just go relax a little, Buzz. Uh, so this one, just check it out. A lot of people are sharing, like I said, stuff with the yellow pages. And this immediately made me think of 411. You remember 411 when you had to call that? That was the greatest thing. And it was actually free from pay phones. You could call 411 from a pay phone. It was absolutely free, and you could get information through 411. Although maybe someone was getting, I don't know. I don't think anyone was getting charged. The other one was pagers. That got me thinking about pagers uh, right away. I had a pager in the 90s. I had a pager when I was in high school, uh, and it was fantastic. It was great. Although it became a problem because as a teenager, when, you, when you've got a, a girlfriend, I'm putting up the finger quotes, girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, significant other you know, and 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 you're driving around somewhere. Some your friends driving you, and you get a page <clears throat> from that person. What'd you have to do? You pull over the car almost immediately. <laughs> you're like running to a payphone. What's going on? What's going? Oh, you want me to? Okay, I'll come over. Like, eh, gotta love pagers and four hundred one. Two of my favorite things from the nineties. Pagers. Pagers were also great because, like, you just be like, oh, there wasn't a phone around. Like, sorry, I couldn't get to you. Now, when you have a cell phone and your significant other's like, where the hell are you? Uh, just, yeah. I mean, he has to say my phone died, I guess. I don't know. There's always an excuse you can come up with. I don't do that at all, to be honest with all of you out there. I do ignore my phone quite a bit. I ignore my phone probably more than most people in this country. Uh, but if my wife calls or messages, I just, I'm immediately, I go to the phone. That's part of my, my OCD is just, I, I need to know what's happening, happening immediately. And my wife keeps that in mind. And I think when, uh, when we first started dating seriously, she would call me and text me, like, for silly things, middle of the day, knowing, and, like, I'm in the middle of something, and now she knows. She's like, well, if it's not that important, I'm just going to wait, because, cause, like, especially nowadays with cell phones, I'll pull, I'll pull my car over. I mean, not on the freeway, obviously, but if I'm driving around a neighborhood or something, I'll pull my car over, and I will call her, or I will pick up the phone, because I am not one of those people that, that thinks it's okay to talk on a cell phone uh, or text on a cell phone while you're driving, but I will do that. To, to that point so I'm, I'm I'm not one to ignore calls from my significant other but uh, but maybe you are I don't, I don't know maybe uh, all right moving on here hashtag lost socks in five words hashtag lost socks in five words this is clearly a play on always losing your socks I'm gonna jinx myself right now because I got to be honest I haven't lost a sock in years uh, I do tend to lose them but it's usually like not permanently lose them the way that they go into the abyss that is the dryer. I just tend to forget a sock in my hamper and then I go to fold and I'm like, where's that sock? And then I check. I'm like, oh, I didn't pull it out of my hamper. I'm on an unbelievable streak of not losing my socks. That being said, I'll probably lose five socks the next time I do laundry. Not four or six. It's got to be five because you got to end up with like at least a single one and lost a couple pairs around there. Uh, but check this one out again, hashtag lost socks in five words. I love that somebody created <clears throat> like a little comic panel here and it's a sock saying we've reached 44 RPM and the portal is now open. And another sock says, I'm going for it. <laughs> it's like a little portal in the dryer. Uh, it's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Apparently you can also actually look in for them in the dryer. 
that's way too much education than I was looking for in this particular segment. All right, one more of these I want to share with you. This is where we just get back to the stupidity. The stupidity that that Go Tell to the Wall podcast was built on. We were, we were built on these things. The, the creepy clowns and the gray sweatpants challenge from years ago, and then that evolved into the Tide Pods challenge and whatever the hell that kiki thing was where people are getting run over by cars. Yep, more of that crap. More of it because just Darwinism needs to keep keep the wheels turning here. Darwinism, this one's uh, fortunately and unfortunately not dangerous enough for, for Darwinism to really take full effect. But this is something called the hashtag run it up challenge. That's right. Hashtag run it up challenge. And what this is, is people. Oh, God. Just just watch some lady face plant, literally face plant in her kitchen. People are taking soap. People are taking soap, whether it's dish soap or laundry soap. They're pouring it on the tile floor in their kitchens and then like holding onto the cabinets and like running on it on this slippery surface with all the soap. There's so many things wrong with this. First of all, that is never a good idea. You, you know those signs that you see in restaurants or, you know, a grocery store or whatever, sli- like slippery? Or you see the signs on the road, slippery when wet? Yeah. You don't want to make things more slippery and then walk on them or dance on them or any of that. That's just that's stupidity beyond means. The other thing that gets me about this is I guarantee a lot of these people that are doing this have children. Probably not all of them, but some of them have children. And I did see somebody sharing it where they were just dumping laundry detergent on their kitchen floor. Now, granted, they probably cleaned it up. But is this safe for kids? No. Laundry detergent and children don't mix. Uh, dish dish soap and, and children don't mix. That's not going to be as dangerous for the children, but doesn't mix. Don't be pouring it all over your house, especially when you got kids crawling around everywhere. Laundry detergent goes in the fucking washer. Doesn't go on your kitchen floor. Jesus Christ. That being said, if you're somebody who thinks this is a good idea, just please proceed. Dump as much soap as possible on your floor, especially if you don't have kids, and uh, and and hopefully you face plant and learn your lesson and don't do any more of these goddamn stupid challenges that come around on social platforms. It's astounding that we have made it as human race. It's astounding. I I, I I'm I'm just amazed every day that that the human race is still around and that we continue to to overpopulate. <laughs> like we've hit a point. We have such technology. And information spreads so quickly that all the idiots that, that should be falling uh, victim to Darwinism should, should really be falling more, and yet we still continue to overpopulate the world. I'm going to get so much hate mail on that. I don't wish anyone to, like, I don't wish anyone to, to, to die. I'm just saying, if you're dumb enough to do this, then maybe you get what you deserve. <laughs> That's all I got to say. So many concussions. All right, moving on to TV, film, and books. Man. I got a lot of information this week, and and we're already behind schedule here. I don't have I don't have Chris or Bridget on the live feed. They're probably busy with other things, uh, so I don't have anyone to keep me in line. That's pretty. We'll see what happens here. Uh, TV, film, and books. TV, film, and books. Hey Ryan, how's it going? We got Ryan Gonzalez joining the live feed here. Very quiet on the live feed this week. That happens at times. I think it's just things going on and certain things. I was hoping uh, Chris. And Bridget would be on, but specifically Chris, because I didn't get the final score of the Bruins game. So he's usually got that for me. Uh, Like I said, TV film books, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, we've talked about this lawsuit brought about by a guy named Kessler. His last name's Kessler uh, against the Duffer Brothers. Against the Duffer Brothers. And uh, we'd been talking about it a little bit, and it was finally about to go to trial, I think, the last time we talked about it. And the lawsuit was actually dropped right before the trial. And apparently Kessler said he believes the Duffer Brothers now. 
believes the Duffer. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. I think Ryan's probably editing things for Dad Fiction Podcast right now. Uh, said he believes the Duffer brothers. I always do this. Is it Duffer? It's Duffer or Doof? I think it's Duffer. I, I, I always feel like I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, that he believes them now. That he believes them because apparently there was some depositions and some information came out and it's like, okay, that's cool. Cool, Kessler. I can't remember Kessler's first name. <laughs> I don't have it right in front of me. That's cool. Oh, Charlie, it is right in front of me. <clears throat> you tell my, my voice still isn't completely back yet. Uh, but I also have a feeling that some money changed hands here. I, I, I really do. For it to not go to trial at all, uh, this guy put in so much time to actually bring it to trial, and then suddenly it's like, oh, no, we're good. And his whole thing is like, oh, I believe them now. <laughs> really? Or, or did they give you some money because they're making tons of money off Netflix with this show called Stranger Things? I, I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I, I'm 99% certain that some money changed hands there to get this lawsuit out of there. And I don't blame the Duffer Brothers. I would do the same thing. If you could settle that, I'd do the same thing. I mean, we got the, the biggest media company in the world, uh, Disney. They settle everything. Literally. We're talking like employee, like uh, term, employee terminate. It's all settled. All gets settled. Oh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I'm not going to give any spoilers just in case uh, people haven't watched the most recent episode. But I'm sure even if you haven't seen it, you saw there was a little bit of controversy that came around like Monday morning. I wasn't even aware of it. My wife was like, did you see? Did you see? And I was like, no. Uh, there was apparently a Starbucks cup in one of the Game of Thrones scenes. And clearly there is no Starbucks in Westeros. People lost their minds. Just absolutely lost their minds. They were like, how can you have such a big budget television show and all this stuff? And I pointed out to so many people. I was like, really, go back and watch Academy Award winning. There are Academy Award winning films that have bigger editing gaffes than a freaking Starbucks cup sitting there. And in fact... If you really want to go and search, I'm not going to get into all of them. There's been multiple instances of, of the wrong things being in Game of Thrones before this specific one. So that's also a thing that needs to be brought up. Uh, but I am bringing this up just to point out that if you go back and try... I agree, Ryan. Uh, I did not care at all. Uh, if you go back and try to watch the episode now on HBO Go or HBO Now, whatever the other one is called, uh, I, believe it's, I believe it is HBO Now. If you go to watch that episode now, you're not actually going to see the cup. They digitally removed the cup. HBO did. Uh, and, and now it's, it's just not there. It's not there. And a lot of people have talked about free marketing for Starbucks. I, I genuinely don't think they did it on purpose. Uh, Game of Thrones holds things so close to the vest, they try not to release any kind of spoilers, and I just, I don't feel like they did this on purpose, uh, to give mark, to give marketing to Starbucks. And I saw an article the other day that said it was about $2 billion in free marketing for Starbucks. I, on uh, the other thing to consider there is I don't think Starbucks needs any more marketing. It's amazing how many people go to Starbucks. <laughs> like, I get a Starbucks down the street, and I live in, like, the land of coffee shops and bars, hipster coffee shops around here, and Starbucks is still the most crowded one in the neighborhood. It's just right down the street. It's crazy. I try to get, I try to drive by there, uh, like in the mornings around 9, 10 a.m. Forget it. You, you, you got to go in and out of cars because people are out on the road waiting to get through the drive-through. It's craziness. It just Starbucks doesn't need any free freaking marketing anyway. Uh, more Game of Thrones news. They have announced a concert tour. Oh, a concert tour. And here's the problem with this, as I cannot pronounce the composer's name, I'm j and I'm not going to do it. He, he's a fantastic composer. If you've watched Game of Thrones, it's it's fantastic score throughout the entire uh, series. Even even episodes where you're like, that was not a great episode. I was not a huge fan of the Battle of Winterfell episode uh, that came out this season. I didn't hate it. I wasn't a huge fan, but oh my God, the score was fantastic. 
So, of course, they're doing a concert tour for Game of Thrones. It's going to be an orchestral concert tour, of course, with the composer, uh, Ramin, I believe is his first name, and I cannot pronounce his last name. So I'm not going to butcher it here. That's just silly. Go look it up. Uh, and they're also going to include state-of-the-art visual effects. So you know there's going to be some dragons flying around, all that good stuff. Should be fun. I think it's fantastic score. I don't know that I'm going to go check it out myself personally, but if you're interested in that, check it out. They're doing 20 stops, 20 stops. And, of course, you know where the last one is going to be. You know where it is. I'll give you a second as I'm stretching this out, and hopefully you're saying it into your phone or whatever, however you're listening to this podcast. You know the absolute last stop is going to be Hollywood Bowl. Hey, Matt. Uh, multiple Saintsmen on the uh, live feed right now. Uh, so the last stop is going to be October 5th at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, California. I just realized they list this as Los Angeles, California. It's Hollywood, California. It's the Hollywood Bowl. But good job, Consequence of Sound. I'm not a big Consequence of Sound fan anyway. They put so many freaking pop-ups. And I'm all about marketing and, and, and advertising. But calm down with the freaking pop-ups. Man. All right, more news about things that are just ridiculously popular and everyone in the world knows about it, and I don't really know much about it myself. But Avengers Endgame, we got an official announcement. We knew this was coming, but we got an official announcement from Disney that Avengers Endgame is going to stream exclusively on Disney+. Plus. So I will never see Avengers Endgame because I am not going to pay for Disney+. Plus. I'm just not going to do it. I, I I will I will have cable again in my house before I'm paying for Disney Plus. I just I, we've we've talked about this on the podcast. I'm not going to beat a beat a beat a dead horse here. Uh, man, see, it's just right out of my head. What's the expression I'm looking for? Beat a dead horse. That's the one I'm looking for. Uh, so just I I don't want to get into more of that. But of course, I will probably never see Avengers Endgame. Of course, I'm saying that, but I have so many friends that are Marvel like geek fans and stuff that I probably will borrow it from someone and see it at some point. Although I was informed recently something I was not aware of. Hey, Corey, I see you sneaking in there like that. Uh, yeah, see, Ryan's going to have it anyway. Uh, and, and and I'm I, I enjoy buying DVDs and Blu-rays of, of films that I really enjoy. I've got both the Deadpool DVDs. One of them sitting right over there, actually, right behind me. Deadpool 2, i got the little children's book and everything. But it's just like I, I, Avengers. I'm not going to buy Avengers Endgame, and not because I don't like it. I just I'm not. Although I am very intrigued about Captain Marvel now. This is not a spoiler if you haven't seen Captain Marvel. But I was not fully aware because I was avoiding so much of the information, uh, the, avoiding so much of the information when it came to Captain Marvel. That and I'd even seen Kevin Smith post like a a quick you know, vlog about Captain Marvel where he was really emotional for something. And this is not spoiling anything, but if you're a Kevin Smith fan, a View Universe fan like myself, you will appreciate this. And I'm really excited to see Captain Marvel. I, I was before. I like Brie Larson. I've said that on the podcast. Uh, but I'm extra excited because apparently Stan, Stan Lee's cameo in Captain Marvel is him reading a particular feature film script. And that script happens to be the script for Mallrats. Because Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s and Stan Lee actually probably was reading the Mallrats script because he is in Mallrats. So if you're a Kevin Smith fan, look forward to that. I'm not spoiling anything. Apologies if you wanted to be really surprised by that. Uh, but that is going on in, in Captain Marvel as well. Uh, we have some more news. Speaking of Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Russo brothers were recently doing an interview on EW Morning Live, which is a... Uh, a division of Entertainment Weekly, that's the EW there, uh, they hinted, well, no, they didn't hint at, they said that coming up soon, one of the MCU characters is actually going to come out as gay. 
On top of that, they hinted that it will be a familiar character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, one of the characters that we already know. They're not most likely not introducing a character and then saying, oh, here's here's a gay character. Uh, I love this. I think it's great as far as inclusion goes. Uh, The thing I'm most excited about, I will be honest with everyone out there, everyone on the live feed, everyone that's listening to this. The thing I'm most excited about is for James Woods to have a stroke when he gets word of this. James Woods. He lost his mind when when they put a female lead in Captain Marvel. Like, lost his mind. His head's going to explode when he sees this. And I'm so looking forward to it. Because, honestly, the world could do without James Woods. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. That freaking guy. I can't believe... Uh, I can't cannot believe it. Did I say something wrong? Did I not say Captain... Mar- I probably said Captain something else. Captain James Woods. No, no. Captain Marvel. Oh, it was the hair. Didn't like the hair. Yeah, no, I saw a little bit about that with James. We talked. I talked about it on one of the episodes. James Woods, just he just loves to hate things. It's, it's astounding, and he's a big, big Orange Menace supporter, which just, like, come on. <laughs> All right, we got some Disney news. You might have heard about this one because it was kind of hinted at a little while ago, but we're getting more information on this uh, particular topic, and it's the live-action Lady and the Tramp. Live-action Lady and the Tramp. Uh, that's coming out. It's going to premiere on Disney Plus, and we kind of knew that was coming. But we, the more information that we've gotten is the producers have come out and said that they will not have. And this is really only if you're familiar with Lady and the Tramp, which I am myself, and I'm sure many of you out there are. Uh, if you're about my age, or or if you have kids at this point, uh, there's a scene with Siamese cats, and they said the the Siamese cat scene will change. Uh, most likely, they won't even be Siamese cats, and this goes in line with everything. That, uh, yeah, I wish James Woods wasn't still alive, Ryan. i got to be honest with you. Uh, the This goes in line with everything, that, a lot of things that Disney is doing with Disney+. Plus. Uh, like, we talked about them cutting the crow scene from Dumbo and the fact that they're not even putting Song of the South on Disney+, Plus, so you won't ever be able to stream that. So this is right in line with that. Uh, and as much as I hate to do it, I, I will say good on you, Disney. You know, realize that, that things were done wrong in the past. Uh, and, and do your best to to kind of uh, to fix them, and this is one of the ways to do it. That if you're not familiar with the Siamese cat scene, I'm not going to get into it, but it, it it could be construed as racist. It it probably should be construed as racist, to be honest. Uh, there's a lot of weirdness with that scene, but the, the most importantly, it it it's just it's it's not it's racist. It's a little bigoted and it's a little racist, which is fairly typical of a lot of those older Disney movies, and it's just no surprise. But they are at least trying to combat it at this point. All right, more feature film news. That's right, Bob's Burgers. Are you guys familiar with Bob's Burgers? I'm a big fan of Bob's Burgers. This is like one of the animated shows that I still watch these days. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, H. John Benjamin is is just fantastic. Kristen Schaal, oh my, I mean, who doesn't love Kristen Schaal? Uh, so they are in development on a Bob's Burgers full-length movie, which we've known for a little while now, uh, but we've got some, some confirmation from Fox on this one. They are planning on a July 2020 release, so about a year and uh, two months from now. We're going to be looking at that film in theaters. Uh, and we do know that the entire cast is signed on already. Uh, and the last thing I will mention, this is really only if you're a fan of Bob's Burgers, not if, you know more than just familiar with the fact that it's an animated show on Fox. Uh, the producers... Uh, have teased that some mysteries will be solved. Some things that we don't know about Bob's Burgers, uh, like, for example, the the pink rabbit ears that the, uh, the the character voiced by Kristen Shaw wears. We don't know why. We don't know why she wears those, and, and these are some of the things that could be answered in that Bob's 
Burgers feature-length movie that's going to be coming out in uh, a little over a year here. So look forward to that if you're a Bob's Burgers fan. And real quick, I want to get get into some theatrical releases for this weekend. Uh, four of the big ones that are releasing wide this weekend in theaters. One of them is The Hustle. So check that one out if you're interested. Another one is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Check that out if you're a Pokemon fan. Personally, it looks really creepy to me. And I love Ryan Reynolds. I have a man crush on Ryan Reynolds, and I'm still not going to see that movie. Still not going to see it. Uh, another one coming out this weekend is Palms. That one uh, is from, uh, oh my gosh, I don't have it right in front of me. That's STX. STX, fantastic, kind of a smaller studio uh, under Universal there. I've seen a lot of great films through them. I actually worked with them for uh, about a year. was working on STX films with Universal. Uh, and also Tolkien. Tolkien is releasing this weekend wide in theaters. Uh, we've talked about Tolkien before. If you're a true J.R.R. Tolkien fan, you should not be seeing this film, especially in theaters. The family did not sign off on any of the rights for this film. They, they did not endorse the film. Uh, so, so out of respect for, for J.R.R. Tolkien's family, you shouldn't be seeing this, especially in the theater. If you want to watch it later on like Netflix or something, it's one thing, but don't don't be giving them money at the theater because that's that's not the way to do biopics it, it is with, without the permission of the family. That That's just kind of disrespectful, so we shouldn't be seeing any of that. All right, let's move on to some music. Oh, man, I feel like I'm going a mile a minute, but we're still behind time here. Music. So, Billy McFarland. Billy McFarland. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, that's the founder of the Fire Festival. Back in the news, of course. He's actually writing a book. This whole stupid autobiography or whatever the heck he's doing. But back in the news, outside of that, that book he's writing, uh, because he came out and said that he's looking to do a second Fire Festival. Keep in mind, Billy McFarland is sitting in jail. He wants to do another Fire Festival. And all I gotta say is get the fuck out of here, Billy. Like, what are you even doing? Do you just do you just need people to talk about you? I, I don't even know what's going on here. There will never be another fire festival. Uh, maybe someone will create something that's called a fire festival spelled without like the way fires. But I don't know. But, sir, you're not going to be having anything to do with that, Billy. Come on, Billy. Uh, some more music news. Blink 182 announced a tour this week. Matt, did you see this? Matt, you're still on that live feed, right? Oh, man. They announced a summer tour this week. They're going to be touring with a rapper named Lil Wayne. You're probably familiar with Lil Wayne, even if you don't listen to rap. I am. I'm not a big rap connoisseur, listener. You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think of it right now. Uh, consumer. I'm not a rap consumer. That's the word I was looking for. But for some reason, they're doing a tour with Lil Wayne. And like I said, you're not hearing things. This is accurate. They're doing a tour with Lil Wayne, a nationwide tour. With Lil Wayne. I don't really understand it. I figured you did, Matt. I, I, I don't understand it. I'm curious how you feel about it. Um, and I and I get it. I You know, you tour. But I don't. You know, like, I believe it was a Sesame Street thing. One of these things is not like the other. That's what's going on here. That's what's going on here. That one of these things is not like the other. Which, I, however you want to look at it. Now, it's a Blink-182 tour tour. 182 tour with Lil Wayne so I guess Lil Wayne doesn't belong and I get it and I 
I understand where people are coming from. Here's the thing. I, I understand where people are coming from. In fact, Kevin, Pavo Kevin Bivona, uh, who is the guitarist for the Interrupters and the husband of Amy Interrupter, actually tweeted out and was like, I think this is fantastic that Blink is touring with, with Lil Wayne. It, it, it's, it's not all about being stuck in one genre and everything else. Now, granted, I'm pretty sure he was saying that partly because they just toured with Rat Boy, who some people call punk rock, but it's like a rap punk, I, you know, the... Yeah, it's very hip-hoppy. They came out wearing Supreme stuff. It's like, okay, buddy. So maybe that's why he's saying it, and I do get that aspect of it. But when you're taking two acts that are just so different and not in a festival environment, they are so different. It just doesn't make sense. You're looking at two different crowds of people here. It doesn't make sense. And then, of course, that's going to drive up ticket prices. It's going to drive up ticket prices. So you know it's going to be expensive as hell to get on the floor there and see Blink-182 and Lil Wayne. Fortunately, Blink still plays festivals, so myself, along with Matt, who is on the live feed right now, we got to see them at a festival, <laughs> what, two weeks ago or whatever it was? Back to Beach Festival. I recapped it last episode, I believe. And I do get it, because these things happen. I, Warp Tour 99, you know one of the acts on Warp Tour 99 was Eminem? Yeah, that Eminem. This is back in the Slim Shady days, Eminem. And I'll tell you, and here's the thing, as I get it, I, I, I get it. You want people to be exposed to a broad spectrum of music and everything else. And that's fine. But they just don't fit together. And Warp Tour 99 in San Diego at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, I remember uh, we actually had missed Pennywise. We went out to get some food because uh, we were like, well, surely Pennywise is going to close out this show. We didn't have a set list. This is back in the days before social media and everything. You got a set list beforehand. Well, we'll go eat now because I'm sure Pennywise is going to close things out. Well, no, on that particular stop in San Diego, Eminem closed things out. Pennywise went on right before them. So as I'm walking back into the arena, literally an arena because it's the Del Mar Fairgrounds, everyone's walking out, huge crowds of people walking out. And they're all like, oh, yeah, Pennywise was awesome. And we're like, oh, man, what, what's happening? And they're like, yeah, Pennywise just went on, uh, or we just saw Pennywise, and now some some guy named Eminem is coming on. And it was it was just a huge crowd of people leaving. They had zero interest in seeing Eminem. Zero. It's similar to when uh, that same year, Ben Folds 5, before this was when it was still Ben Folds 5, uh, opened for Blink-182 at 91X Fest. This was an all-day festival at the Open Air Theater, which I believe is called something else. Now, Matt can probably hit me with that because he still lives in San Diego. Whatever Open Air Theater down there at SDSU is called now. Open Air Theater. Bunch of bands played that day. Buck 09, whole bunch of bands. But the band that went on right before Blink-182 in 1999, this is right after Enema of the State came out, who is a successful band and a successful artist, boot, practically boot off the stage. Why? Because they didn't go together. These are things you have to consider. So I love you, Mark. I love you, Blink. But come on. Money play, right? Money play. It's exactly what it is. Thank you, Matt. It's a search for more money. That's what it is. Uh, and of course, Blink-182, we've talked about it. They're going to be releasing a new album here really any day. They released a new single this week called Blame It On My Youth. Internet has not been kind to this. It is weird. It is weird. But I'm withholding judgment personally right now because Blink puts out a lot of weird things. I will say I've seen some reviews, and one particular review said, you know, Mark, Mark Hopp, speaking of Mark Hoppus, Mark hasn't aged at all. He's still talking about starting a punk band and dancing the safety dance and it's like okay i get what you're saying but the song is literally called blame it on my youth what the fuck did you want him to sing about blame it on my youth he's singing about his youth you dumbasses 
Oh my god. And I don't love it, but I'm hold I'm withholding judgment for now. <clears throat> and of course, because he's touring with Blink-182, and I don't even know why the hell I'm talking about this, Little Wayne has a new album coming out that's going to come out right before the tour, and of course... That's just, and no offense to Little Wayne fans. I, I think he's fine. It's just personally that, no, I listen to crappy punk rock. That's what I'm into. You know, very, very minimal hip hop. And the hip hop I do listen to, like, tends to be Mike Skinner out of England. If you haven't heard of Mike Skinner, check out Mike Skinner in the streets. Oh, boy. That, to me, that's hip. Like, to, personally. I'm not saying all hip hop. It's just personally. Everyone has, like, their personal opinion. You, listen to what music you like. I, I don't particularly like country at all. But I don't think there's anything wrong if you're a big country fan, you know. It's just not for me. All right, let's get into some mental health. I, I, we're running a little short on time, and there's going to be so much of this over the next couple of weeks here because it is Mental Health Awareness Month. But I want to talk about these couple things when it comes to mental health. Uh, and really, they're two hashtags. So right now, if you're someone that uh, suffers from mental illness or has a mental health problem, uh, or you have family, friends that do, make sure you're sharing uh, Mental Health Awareness Month because uh, May is the month. And share your stories. Share your stories the way that we do here at Go Tell It to the Wall because those are the things I always say, you know, if, if, if some 18-year-old, you know, hears me talking about my struggle and it makes them open up, if just one of them does, then, then it's worth me putting that out there into the universe. And that's going to be the case for any of you out there listening to this. Any of you out there listening to this. There's probably someone in your life, someone even not in your life personally close to you, but there's probably someone that follows you on a social platform, follows you somewhere that could see that. So make sure you're sharing that hashtag Mental Health Awareness Month. It is very important. It's very important to the world, and it is extremely important to all of us here at Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Really, myself. Absolutely, myself personally, I share so many personal stories with you. Uh, but really, everyone that works on Go Tell It to the Wall, everyone that touches it, uh, it, it just it, it's an important thing to them. So please, please, please make sure you're sharing that. You're talking to your friends. You're talking to your family, whoever it might be, because uh, those are important things. Another hashtag I want to share with you for Mental Health Awareness Month uh, is hashtag I'm okay really means. And this is definitely one one I want you to share. Uh, and if you, if you can't figure out so think about it this way think about it this way you know you say to someone hey how you doing and they say oh, i'm okay you know and you just kind of move past it and i can tell you as someone that that suffers from mental illness what can be at times a debilitating mental illness that is my automatic response i don't open up right away i might say i'm okay but it doesn't mean i'm okay hey art how's it going doesn't mean i'm necessarily okay so keep that in mind <clears throat> for two reasons I bring up this hashtag because if you're someone out there that that does this the way I do please share this hashtag and share your story you don't have to get in depth you know the way we do with some stories here at go tell us wall just share that share that and even if you don't have a problem with that it's not something you do often chances are there's someone in your life that does so keep that in mind in your daily life uh, when it comes to someone saying I'm okay I'm okay, because so many times we say it, and we don't mean it. We just don't. Hashtag, I'm okay means. So many times. I, I, I can't, I've had friends that said to me, I, I actually, I, I will tell you, I had a friend uh, a couple years ago, because I had posted something about uh, mental illness, and they literally like, commented on it. I posted it on one of the social platforms, probably Facebook, because I've only had Twitter for a year, and they were like, wow, I had no idea. You always seem so even-keeled. 
Well, yeah, I'm very capable of doing that. I've talked about it before. I played a show to like 2,000 high school students the evening that my parents' house burned down. A lot of people that have dealt with mental illness most of their lives, they, they know how to turn it off for a certain crowd. And that's what happens. Unfortunately, then it gets dumped on loved ones, people close to them. My wife gets a lot of it, unfortunately, but th- that's what it is. And because of that, make sure you're supporting those people. I'm okay doesn't necessarily mean I'm okay. All right, let's get into some parenting. Oh, man. I will say this. I almost forgot to put it in my notes. I want to say because this Sunday, this Sunday, May 12th, is Mother's Day. So I want to take a moment right now to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. All of you out there listening, uh, all of you out there listening, if if you have a mother still around, make sure you Wish them a happy Mother's Day. Wish your wives a happy Mother's Day. Wish your friends a happy Mother's Day. As much as it, as it is a greeting card holiday, it is a fantastic day to show respect to the mothers in your lives. I specifically would like to wish a happy Mother's Day to my wife, Diana O'Rourke. This is going to be her third Mother's Day. And we are absolutely blessed. I don't like using that word blessed, but we are absolutely blessed with a, with a beautiful, intelligent, fantastic uh, two and a half year old. She's going to be two and a half in two days, actually. This is going to be her third Mother's Day. I would also like to wish a happy Mother's Day to my mother, Ray O'Rourke. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Uh, and also, importantly, I would be remiss in not wishing a happy Mother's Day to our very own on-air producer, Bridget Hassong, who is the mother of two uh, beautiful, fantastic girls. Uh, so happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there, but especially uh, those three mothers that... that uh, uh, were was a mother to me, was a mother to my daughter, uh, and really, I, I'll be honest, Bridget's not on right now, but Bridget is sometimes a bit of a mother to me, because she does keep me in line. She supports me, and she also keeps me in line when it comes to go tell it to the wall. So happy Mother's Day to everyone out there as we embark on, the, embark on this parenting segment here. Uh, we are running a little short on time, so I want to get through some of this stuff uh, as quickly as possible. I want to talk a little bit about the three-day potty training method. These are some tips from parenting.com. Uh, so if, you, if you're the parent of a toddler, you're probably looking at some potty training. We've been doing a little bit here. Haven't really got fully engrossed in it. Uh, the good thing about my, myself working from home is we've allowed my daughter to, uh, to kind of dictate it to an extent. You know, we're, we haven't been pushing it because she doesn't need to go to daycare and all that other stuff. And, and, and most pediatricians will tell you that that's the best way to go. Uh, So for the three-day potty training method, this is essentially you're going to be stuck in the house for three days, three days of of just in just in what's the word I'm looking for? There's a word I can't think of the word, but you're in serious potty training with your kid, with your toddler stuck in the house for three days. This is the three-day potty training method. Uh, So you need to plan ahead so you don't get stuck without something you're going to need. And there are some things uh, that. These are basically, I want to run through these, these tips for you uh, when it comes to the three-day potty training method from a parenting standpoint. Uh, and these are tips from parenting.com, like I said. When your child wakes up in the morning, change his, his or her soggy diaper and bid farewell. Have your kid throw the diaper out and say bye-bye. So you basically, once you start that, uh, you, you get into the three-day potty training method. Uh, next one would be uh, change your kid into one of the oversized t-shirts you bought and explain that there's no diaper to catch the pee-pee or poop. Uh, I love that I'm reading this off parenting, so I'm like, pee-pee. <laughs> so he has to put it in the potty. 
he or she. Give your kid breakfast and extra drink. Afterwards, lead your little one to the potty. It should be a successful trip after all those liquids. I think what I'm finding with the three-day potty training method is the the liquid consumption is very important when it comes to your kids. Uh, go on with the day, but remember no leaving the house during the three-day potty training. Uh, so this is when you got to really keep the... And that, that could be a challenge. you got to keep the kids occupied, uh, especially... You don't want to give kids too much television, especially toddlers, so keep that in mind. Uh, have a cons- have a constant sippy cup of water at your kid's reach. Uh, this is just you want to keep their bladder full. Uh, I don't. It says it says to cut off all liquids and snacks after dinner while potty training. I guess this is to kind of get them to empty their bladder before they go to bed. Uh, complete one final potty mission before bed. It does say wake up your kid halfway through the night to pee. Yes, set an alarm. That does make sense. At my age, I'm up in the middle of the night to pee myself. Uh, and then you're doing the same thing for the next two days. And that's the other thing is we've talked about on the podcast, uh, people using the puppy pads and putting them all around their house when it comes to this three-day potty training method. And that is just, that's one thing you're going to have to keep in mind. You're going to have, you're going to have accidents and stuff. I think if you have a fully carpeted home, that could be a problem. Fortunately, if I end up having to do this with my daughter, I've got hardwood throughout the house, so it won't be as big of a deal. I'll be cleaning up some messes, but it's not going to be staining the carpet. Uh, So there's just some hot tips for you. If you're interested in getting more in-depth with that, check out parenting.com or really just Google the three-day potty training method. I do recommend parenting.com. I think it is a good resource. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of websites out there. I, I, I will say even though we have a parenting playlist on YouTube and we talk a lot about parenting, Please don't take anything that I say. Uh, really, it's based on my own experiences and my own research. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. So parenting.com is going to give you tips from actual doctors and, and things along those lines. So that is a good resource for you if you're a parent, uh, especially of younger kids. I think even of teens, you're going to find stuff on there. But if, especially of younger kids, a lot of great tips on there that, that you're going to find. Uh, another thing I want to talk about is really this is borderline parenting stuff, but this is kind of a good on you to some parents. Uh, so, so there are some parents helping out a San Francisco teacher with cancer. And this is something I wasn't aware of until this week. In California, California teachers are given 10 sick days and then they are given 100 like extended sick days. If, if you get something like cancer or a serious illness, you know, you have 100 of those days. Uh, the problem is once they reach their maximum of the 10 days, during those 100 days, they actually have to pay for their substitute. <clears throat> so this teacher, <clears throat> excuse me, still not having my voice back completely. This teacher in San Francisco uh, was actually having her paycheck docked $195 per day to pay for the substitute that was filling in for her while she's going through cancer treatment. This is actually a California law. This is a California thing. R- ridiculous as that seems in California where we're so progressive and we're so liberal with these kind of things. That it's a California law. This is something that needs to be fixed. Uh, And like I said, $195 per day. Luckily, parents at the school, parents is a second grade teacher, uh, got together and helped to raise money. They've raised over $13,000. $13,000. And it's fantastic that these parents are stepping up. Uh, But this is something that really needs to be looked at closer, needs to be fixed in the long run, honestly, because this is not something we can continue to to let happen. Where a teacher... and. there's so many things at the root of this. Don't even get me started on the health healthcare system in this country. I mean, really, we could go that deep. But but here's something in California: we can fix this. We don't need people suffering from from an illness like cancer, a debilitating illness like cancer, having to pay for their substitute. That's what's happening here. Two hundred dollars a day from her paycheck is being taken out as she's going through cancer treatment. Cancer. Come on, Wall fans. Common sense. Common sense says that shouldn't be happening. That shouldn't be happening. 
Let's do better. Makes me sick. That's what makes me sick too. Is teachers are so important. So important teachers. I have teachers that I still think of to this day that influenced me in, in uh, middle school, elementary school, definitely high school, but going all the way back to elementary school. I say, yeah, they're so important. They're shaping your children. And we don't take care of them. We just cast them to the side. They're shaping your children. What's more important than our children? To me, nothing. Nothing is more important than my child. We need to do better. We need to do better as a society. We need to do better as a, as a world, as the entire world. We need to do better as a country. But God damn it, California. We're, we are better than this in California. I take pride in the state I live in, and we can do better than this. So let's do it. All right, I'm going to run through some tech here. Because we are running out of time, and I've got some common sense uh, stuff in the common sense segment that I want to get into. I think everyone gets a little bored with the tech anyway. It's more like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. All right, so tech, uh, there's a DIY guest house. That's right. If you're not familiar with the term DIY, that is do-it-yourself. Uh, this is a guest house from Allwood Solvola Studio Cabin. It's the Allwood Solvola Studio Cabin Kit, and it's available on Amazon. It's a 172-square-foot guest house you can build yourself. Uh, yeah, this is one of those things, you know, you always build like a bookshelf or something. There's some, some extra screws. You don't want to find extra screws after building a guest house. It's just not something you want to do. Uh, the cost is $7,250 for 172 square foot uh, guest house that you can build yourself. I, I, I'm curious. I don't want, I don't need one of these, but I'm curious to see the Amazon delivery truck that is delivering that. Cause those dudes just, even though you can just walk into my yard during the day, they just, they throw stuff over the gate. Like, all right, Amazon delivery, throw the guest house over my gate. I'd love to see that. Uh, skull candy. Ooh, you guys familiar with Skull Candy? I'm a big Skull Candy fan. I think they are such a great mid-tier headphone brand, headphone earbuds, all that good stuff. If you're not familiar with them and you don't like spending the ridiculous amounts of money uh, on like AirPods and all that good stuff, check out Skull Candy. And in fact, speaking of AirPods, uh, Skull Candy just recently released new earbuds that are very similar to the to the AirPods, and they do most of the things that the AirPods are going to do. Uh, not necessarily specifically to Apple and iPhone and everything else, but but more broad. Uh, I know Skull Candy gears a lot of their stuff uh, toward Android as well. That's why I've I've found myself using Skull Candies in the past. Uh, and like I said, it's a great mid tier brand, and the the their answer to AirPods uh, only costs eighty dollars, eighty dollars for those. So check them out if you're in the market for some new AirPods. Uh, like I said, I've owned Skull Candy. I, I've got some Skull Candy now. I'm not using them a lot. My, my wife bought me some, some nice new Bluetooth over-the-ear headphones. Uh, and I do use uh, Pioneer uh, headphones for, as my studio monitors, which I've had for many, many, many years. And again, uh, Skull Candy is probably capable of doing this. I just It's higher frequency response. And everyone out there listening to me on Beats headphones, I have a higher frequency response than you guys have. Just an FYI. Just an FYI. Here comes the hate mail. I love my Beats. Yeah, I know. Got that hate mail like two years ago when I was talking bad about Beats. Uh, Laura DiCarlo. Laura DiCarlo is a person, but also a startup company. It's a startup company uh, that makes sex tech. Sex tech. I've got that in finger quotes. These are se like technology-based things for, for sex. I don't even want to say sex toys. Sexual health. Uh, they use robotics and, and, and coupled with sexual health uh, as far as the the items that they make. So CES, Computer Entertainment 
ah, I was blank on the last thing there. Uh, CES, which is a big organization, they do a big show in Vegas, uh, actually gave them an innovation award and then rescinded it. They gave them the innovation award in January, rescinded it pretty quickly thereafter because they realized that it, that this w they were giving this award uh, for for a massager, which was also could be construed as a sex toy, sex tech, uh, is the word they're using these days. Uh, recently, CA CES changed their minds and they decided they were going to actually give the award to this Laura DiCarlo company. On top of that, the, the company themselves just announced that they got $2 million in funding. $2 million in funding. Uh, yeah, CES, you're going to have to get with the times on this. People like to use these things. Like, uh, you know, I just, I'm not going to go around talking about it with all my friends, but people like to use these things and it's part of technology. Deal with it. Come on, CES. Uh, Nike. Ooh, Nike apparently thinks they're a tech company now. Not quite that extreme, but maybe it's being positioned a little bit that way. Nike Fit Technology. This is a new thing that's coming out this summer. Uh, if you were a beta, beta, beta tester, oh my gosh, <laughs> beta tester, uh, you might be able to get your hands on this if you are a beta tester, because uh, I've seen it floating around. But this is uh, a new, it, it's a new app, new technology that goes into your phone for scanning your feet. Uh, it's it's tech for getting shoe sizing. It actually uses augmented reality to get exact measurements on your feet, uh, and this totally makes sense. And then of course they're you're doing it through the Nike app, so they're going to be like, here's all the shoes you should buy. Uh, but this is I do think it makes sense, especially for a Nike. See, I wear a lot of Vans, and it's like well, Van, it's uh, even the different styles of Vans. Most of them have the same sole. You know, you're not looking at a different silhouette is what they say on the shoes. But a, a company like Nike, you're like so many different silhouettes. Uh, even if you're not into sneakers, think about like a high heel versus like a, a ballet flat. You know, if, if, if you wear women's shoes uh, kind of along those lines or, or, you know, like a cowboy boot versus just a, 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 a an Oxford dress shoe. You know, they're different silhouettes. And so this makes sense for Nike. I think it's going to be cool. Uh, I'm sure. I'm, sh I'm sure other companies are getting on board with this, and we'll see similar tech coming out from, like, Adidas and all that good stuff. Uh, speaking of new tech coming out, Samsung, uh, the Galaxy Fold, we got some new information on that. If you remember, we had, they had some breaking problems with it on the people that were early adopters on the Galaxy Fold. The CEO came out and said there will be launch news coming soon. All I got to say is hopefully it's not going to break this time. I still will not have one because it's a $2,000 handset, and that's just ridiculous. Uh, we got some news. Out of this one's according to TechCrunch, I'm not sure who did the actual uh, study here, but smartphone shipments hit a five-year low. Five years, five-year low in North America, uh, and this totally makes sense because we were just talking about a $2,000 handset there. It's ridiculous how expensive smartphones have gotten to the point where you do you remember like five, six years ago, you could go on Verizon, and you're like, "Well, I want a new smartphone." And they gave you an upgrade, and maybe you're paying like 50 bucks for the thing. Now you go in and it's like, well, no, we'll get, we'll get, you get a hundred dollar trade in with your phone, but it's going to cost you, you know, a thousand dollars to get this new smartphone. So it totally makes sense. People are sitting on their smartphones much, much longer. Me personally, I used to get a new smartphone every two years. I would get a smartphone through Disney because I worked there for eight years and they would send me a new one every two years. I'd get a new smartphone and then just my own personal one through Verizon. I'd go there every two years, new smartphone, like new smart. Okay. Cause that, that was just the upgrade. Nowadays it's, it's not that simple. And in fact, to combat that, we've gotten some news from Google. 
Google just announced that their conference, the Google I.O. thing that they do every year, uh, they announced the Google Pixel 3a. It's a new budget-friendly smartphone. It, only, it starts at only $399. I know it seems crazy, but when you're talking about $1,000, $2,000 smartphones, $399 is super cheap. And in fact, my wife was just telling me today, because we're thinking about switching, uh, Google Fi, Google Fee, whatever it's called, which is the Google cell phone company, they're actually offering $100 off on the Pixel 3a. I haven't gone through all of the specifics on it uh, as far as the capabilities of 3a, but it is... It's a cheaper uh, version of the Google Pixel, and so it totally makes sense because costs have just been getting out of hand on these smartphones. Uh, more news from Google. They uh, Right now, as of now, available on the Pixel, and probably on the Pixel 3a because they just announced that nobody's got a Pixel 3a in their hand unless you're like an executive at Google. Uh, Google Maps Augmented Reality, AR, uh, is now available on the Pixel phones. Like I said, it uses the camera to help with directions. Do you have Google Fi, Matt? Oh, I think Matt's hitting me with some Google Fi stuff. I have a couple friends, but they're just Google obsessed. Uh, I'm getting that on the live feed right now, so that's, I'm now I'm curious. Uh, oh man, I lost my place. Oh, it, it uses the camera to help with directions, um, and it, it's it it's cool because you're actually going to get like a street view instead of just looking at the map flat on there if you use Google Maps. We, we haven't gotten word if it's going to be coming to other Android phones. Uh, but the, the thing that I'm, I'm most excited about this is I hope they do some fun things with it and augmented reality. Like, you know, at Halloween time, like zombies pop out, you know. And, and it needs to be like, I'm going to talk to you about that, Matt, because I'm curious what you think of it. It needs to be like you opt into it. Not, I don't want to be like driving my car and also blah, there's a zombie coming out of me. No, no, no. But I could see them having some fun with this augmented reality Google Maps. So, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, we just got tons of Google news this week, and it's because of Google I.O. Uh, and this one's not even huge news. Google, re they've renamed their home hub. If you're familiar with their home hub, they've renamed their home hub, uh, which is the Google home hub, is now the Nest hub. They've actually brought together Nest and Google. Google owns Nest, uh, but they're kind of putting that all together under one umbrella, which absolutely makes sense. It's going to make all of the Google homes and the Nest products work better together. Uh, we do have some news from Microsoft this week. We got a good on you, Microsoft. Uh, remember the adaptive controller that they made for the Xbox? Well, we've got more news kind of along those lines. They are coming out with a Braille display controller. New patent shows the controller uh, with Braille on the display. This is great. Good on you, Microsoft. Uh, really getting people inclusive with gaming. I've never been a big gamer myself. I don't game. I play Clash of Clans. That is the extent of my gaming, and I play it on my tablet, and I play it for, you know, like five minutes a couple times a day, and that's the extent of it. And But I, I, do, I do understand the gaming industry, and everyone kind of loves gaming and, and that industry and everything else. All right, we are, we are over time right now, but I want to get into a couple of these things uh, as far as the common sense segment. This one I'm really excited about. This actually came out in February. Uh, UCSD, University of California, San Diego, they actually have free food notifications built into uh, their student app. And you're like, what do you mean free food? So basically what happens is big universities like UCSD, they have events on campus. And a lot of times there's food leftovers. So what they do is they send out an alert to all the students and they say, hey, there's going to be free leftover food here. Like imagine you work in an office and, and someone's like, there's pizza in the, in the break room. And you're like, ah, oh, pizza, you know. But think about that. Think about that feeling when you were like a poor college student eating nothing but ramen. I think this is fantastic. I think it is so fantastic to the point where we really need to see this become broader. In fact, I was listening to the radio today and someone was talking about this. And they said, you know, you go to a bakery, a do like a donut shop, and you catch them at the end of the They're just throwing donuts in the dumpster. 
Why can't we have an app that's geo-targeted that tells people? And it's funny because as I was writing this, I was like, well, you know, homeless people and everything. And I realized homeless people, not all of them have cell phones, although many of them do. Because trust me, there's a lot of them around here. And I see them like, you know, they'll be standing, they're standing at McDonald's like down the street from my house. And they're like, hey, 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 holding out a cup. And they're like looking at their iPhone. I'm like, maybe that should be the first, you know, I, but I'm, I'm not, that's not something I want to get into. But I think that could be super beneficial uh, really to, to more than just a college campus. I think it's great at UCSD. All college campuses should be doing that so that for, for two reasons, because people are starving, but then food's not going to waste. We're not wasting as much food as we like so much food is wasted in this country, really around the world, but especially in this country, just wasted. Think about the bakeries, you know, end of the day, just throwing stuff out. When I was in college, I had a couple friends that worked at Starbucks and they would bring trash bags trash bags of stuff not dirty trash bags but trash bags of pastries because starbucks would just they just throw out the pastries at the end of the day they throw them away and so like my friends would they'd come to my apartment and they'd be like here that my apartment was a hangout place here and and people would come over and they'd be like man i'm kind of hungry anything we'd be like go in the fridge dude and then the fridge would just be this like a clean trash bag but a trash bag full full pastries let's 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 get on that let's get on that Maybe I'll come up with that one. I'm definitely not tech-savvy enough. Uh, Megan Rapinoe. You guys familiar with Megan Rapinoe? She is uh, part of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Uh, we just got news recently that she's going to be in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Uh, I think this is great because they're actually putting more athletes in there as opposed to just models. It's Sports Illustrated. Put athletes in there. Uh, and She's actually going to be the first openly gay woman to pose uh, for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. So I think it's great for the inclusion of athletes. Uh, and like I'm, I'm not a big Sports Illustrated reader. I haven't, I haven't even seen a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition in in years. But, but good on them. I, I know there is a demand for it, uh, and it's just great to see actual athletes in there. Oh, Disney World, Disney World. Definitely, if you're head, planning on heading to Disney World, make sure you're not bringing your CBD oil. It doesn't matter how old you are, because we got some news about a 69 year old great grandmother, great grandmother, trying to get into Disney World with her entire family, her kids and her grandkids. They searched her bag. They found a small thing of CBD oil. If you're not familiar with CBD oil, go back in the episodes and listen. I'm not getting into it right now. We're already over time. She was then arrested outside of Disney World, had to sit in jail for 12 hours before she was bailed out because Disney, the Disney security officials found that she actually had a prescription with her from North Carolina, and apparently it is completely illegal to have CBD oil in Florida. Uh, without a prescription. She did have a prescription. It wasn't good enough for the police officers that were arresting her, so they did take her in. Uh, charges, surprise, surprise, have since been dropped. She's not facing charges anymore. Uh, but here's the thing. This is, like, we're at such a disconnect when it comes to medical marijuana, recreational marijuana, CBD products. CVS fucking sells CBD products. CVS, it's a national store, national company. They sell these fucking products without a prescription. But we're arresting six, arresting 69-year-old women who are trying to use it for their arthritis. Give me a break. We are so ass-backwards in this. It's, it's ridiculous. And, of course, where? Florida. Nothing good happens in Florida except for people being born like yours truly. Yep. I know. Everyone forgets that. They're like, oh, yeah, Sean was born in Florida. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I'm a California boy at heart, but I was born in Florida. Uh, McDonald's. They are finally, finally testing out their vegan burger. It's being sold in Europe right now. Right now, they've unveiled it in Europe. I'm sure it's going to be coming to the U.S. soon. We've talked about those those petitions and stuff that everyone like. Please, McDonald's, have a whatever. It's I'm sure I'm sure it's just a matter of time until that comes out. Uh, we got some news out of Denver. Speaking of of controlled substances and such, Denver actually just decriminalized 
psychedelic mushrooms psychedelic mushrooms i think this is fantastic i don't think this should necessarily be a recreational thing but if you do a little research when it comes to psychology psychology and psychiatry uh yeah hallucinogens hallucinogens i love florida man matt don't even get me started on florida man hallucinogens were actually used uh, for mental illness. And so I think this could be kind of the door opening on things. I don't think this is something that should be like fully recreational, but hopefully we're, we are moving in a positive direction on that. And the last thing I will leave you with this week before we get to our closing, uh, we have that anti-vaxxer, the, the teenager who actually sued the health department because he didn't want to get vaccinated. Yeah, he's got chicken pox now. And all I got to say is, kid, karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch, right? Hmm, yeah. Hmm, hmm. Maybe be smart with things. All right, wall fans. Oh, man, I redlined on that. What am I doing here? Getting way too close to the microphone. Uh, all right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world. That's going to do it for us. We're way over time here. I knew we were going to. We had a lot of information. Uh, th- don't forget to follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod, Matt, make sure you're following us on Twitter and YouTube as well at tell the wall pod, as well as at magic Muppet, both of those, just follow them, get on Twitter. You're following a bunch of morons on there. Anyway, uh, facebook.com f- Facebook, where we are currently live right now, head on over to facebook.com slash, uh, go tell it to the wall. Yeah, Matt, we were talking about it and it's a nice one. Uh, again, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Also, YouTube, head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell It's the Wall, subscribe to our page, get into all those videos. And most importantly would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com, bookmark it, check back often. That's going to keep you most up to date and also link you to all of those things I just mentioned. Make sure you're doing it. Uh, We will be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. As I mentioned, this has been episode 96 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I'm your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, Wall fans, Common Sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>